In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'll bet you that um, there's someone who knows how to turn the light on, right? Um, I think I know where it is, but there we go. That's excellent. Um, It's wonderful to be back among you. Um, It's always a joy to be here in Ascension Church, and especially on the Feast of the Ascension. Um, It's a great privilege for me to be able to witness... um, the adult profession of faith, of confirmands and those who are being received into this communion. Um, I also want to say a a personal thanks to all of you uh, for the prayers that you always offer for me, and particularly in this last season, have offered for Nara um, as she's had surgery and recovered. Um, She asked me especially this morning uh, to express her love Uh, to all of you um, as I came here this evening. Um, She's still not able to sit up in hard pews, (laughs) even with padding, uh, as Ascension Church has. Um, The verse that I want us to think about tonight is uh, the third verse of the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Um, And Luke, um, who writes this record, um, uh, he comments this way in the third verse of the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. To the apostles, Jesus presented himself alive after his passion by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking of the kingdom of heaven. That's what I want us to think about. Um, His Royal Highness, um, Prince William Arthur Philip Lewis, um, was married on uh, Friday, April the 29th, um, to Catherine Elizabeth Middleton. Uh, Most of you know that. Uh, There were about two billion participants in the wedding. Um, One-third of all the people on the earth. Um, How many of you watched? All right, okay, yeah, there's at least a third of you here. Um, The the question is, why? I mean, mean, you're actually, you know, as Anglicans, you're not really supposed to laugh quite that, you know, deeply. (laughs) But, But the reality is that folks, of course, with Christian faith, uh, but folks with no faith, Folks in the Muslim world, folks in the Buddhist world, folks in the Taoist world. There were millions who watched in China. And the question that I think is helpful for us to ask, because I want to assure you that this is going to Scripture eventually. Okay? Because I'd be in some trouble if it didn't go there, and, and it, that, that's why I'm here. I'm here to lead us to what Scripture has to say and help us to understand a little better what it says. But I think actually in asking the question about that royal wedding and why all across the earth, why did so many want to watch it? What's, what's the yearning 
that's underneath it all. I mean, there must be something, mustn't there? And I want to suggest to you that this is a, a that, 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 that expresses a very human yearning, uh, several yearnings, in fact, um, and, and something um, that unites humanity. Again, isn't it amazing? I mean, I was, you know, you know name-dropping and all that. I was flying through Paris. I wasn't in London. Um, I was on the way back from Nairobi. It was 11 o'clock, so I knew it was 10 o'clock in England. And it was pouring in Paris. And, you know, I said, Lord, you know, I hope it's not raining in London. But I knew I couldn't watch it. Nara taped it for me. And, of course, when I got home, I watched the whole of it because... Well, there are a lot of reasons why, because it's more than just yearning for me. Um, but why? Why did it gather so many people together? And I want to suggest these things to you. Um, first of all, I want to suggest that one part of what's happening there um, is, is it symbolizes um, a better future. You know, it, it's it, that event. Um, there's so much possibility in it. And these wonderful young people are getting married. And somehow it's, it's going to be better than the past. And, you know, for the House of Windsor, it's not hard to be better than the past. But, but then for most of our houses, it wouldn't be better, right? It wouldn't be hard to be better than the past. So, so it symbolizes the, the, a better future, um, it it sim- symbolizes the kind of hopes we all have. And it was Time magazine this week, I think, that, that had an article that suggested that we're wired for optimism, that the human brain is set that way. And God's done that because he actually wants us to hope. But there's something about that moment, I think, that gathered everybody together sort of seeing a sunrise rather than a sunset? Why did you watch? Or why do you think others watched? Let me suggest to you also that, that there's something about the event that if, if one part of it's about the future, another part of it's about the past, sort of connecting everything that's, that's been, um, somehow summarizing all that's been in a way that turns out well. You know, if, if we hope for the future that it turns out well, on that day, there were not reports of wars and tumults, not reports of, of, of quakes and violence. That what The whole world was tuned in to this story um, and again to all this heritage and all this glorious Anglican music you know, and all the rest. Um, that somehow all added up to this moment. It, 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 it connects. I mean, it connects a thousand years of history and it connects most of the world because so much of the world was influenced by the empire and all the rest. But here it is in this wonderful, lovely moment where everybody chose the empire as opposed to everybody was forced into it. Right? I mean, think about it. Think about the picture. And... and it's also the case in this in this moment that it's not just about the future uh, and not just about the past, but it, it's also about right now, about today. And in fact, 
It's about changing today. Because usually in our, our, our global community, it's no community at all. But folks rose up. I mean, I know that. And again, you know, she's not here so I can... I know that Nara was up at 4 a.m. Now, Father Jonathan knows that that would be a very unnatural time for Nara. <laughs> Except for a royal wedding. For right now, it changed the whole world. Everybody together, all, all, all watching, I mean, all engaged in the same church service, for heaven's sakes. Right? I mean, think about it. The power, and, and, and there's a sense in which, of course, in the church's teaching, when a marriage takes place, it symbolizes the union between Christ and his church, and it's as if heaven's breaking in right now. Not just about the future, not just about, but right now. This union, right now, that transforms everything. So, I think there are those elements that, again, as, as I looked at what happened, is, is part of a human yearning. It's part of a moment of, 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 of uniting humanity. And everybody yearns for it, but it so rarely happens. And here's what I want to suggest to you. And then this is going to take us over to the Word of God, okay? But it's a, I think it's a, it's, it's a good example of what the Word is saying tonight, which maybe you didn't get when you heard it. Um, there's a fundamental human yearning for a kingdom, friends. There's a fundamental human yearning to be part of a kingdom. Um, where everybody is related to everybody else and where a good king is on the throne. Okay. And for a moment, there was potentially a good king on the throne. And everybody was related as if we were just one family, one kingdom related to one king. And what I want to say to you tonight is that Ascension Day um, uh, is, is the royal wedding and much more. I mean, actually what Ascension Day is about... It is about our hopes for the future, that the future indeed will be better. About a summary of everything that's been, that in fact it all adds up to one thing, Jesus. And that Ascension Day changes everything today. Because that, that mural on your wall is our humanity being lifted into heaven and suddenly we're there. I mean, suddenly earth and heaven are united, are joined right now, not just in the words the prophets speak and not just in our hopes for someday, but today. Everything's changed in this event. Um, you may not have noticed when I read verse 3 of Acts 1, and you may not have heard it when it was read from the lectern. Um, there's this line in it that seems curious. I mean, 
To the apostles, he presented himself alive after his passion by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking, what? Of the kingdom of God. Now, isn't that interesting? What he did for 40 days, what he did to the whole Easter season, in all his appearances, was to speak of the kingdom of God. Jesus must have thought it was really important. Jesus must have thought that it was central to the good news to be part of his kingdom. And, of course, if we think about Jesus' own self-proclamation at the beginning of his ministry, what does he say? It's best summarized in, in, in Mark um, chapter 1, uh, verse 15. Jesus says, The time is fulfilled The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe. You know, the time is fulfilled. Everything adds up here. It's as if the the whole future plays out. The whole past is together. Today, everything's changed. The time is fulfilled. The time is now. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe. Enter in. Join in. Be part of it. Jesus' central message is about a kingdom because our central need is for the king. And the wonderful story of Ascension Day is that Jesus ascends to be seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father. He goes to be king of kings. And Lord of Lords. Listen to what Paul says. And you probably didn't pick up what the plain meaning of the words were in the first chapter of Ephesians that was read as the epistle. Um, these, These verses, most of what was read tonight, are worth reading again. Paul writes, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Okay? You're going to see with your hearts. You're going to see with your yearnings what it is God has done in Jesus. And listen to this, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, the future. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? Okay, what you've inherited from everything that's happened. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe? The power to change today. You see, that's what the royal wedding was about, and that's what Ascension Day is about. That's actually what the whole gospel's about. Everything's fulfilled. The relationship with God has now been opened up. There's no block to it. We can be right there. It's just for us for the turning, I mean, the turning to it. Repent, turn, and accept it. Believe. Jesus fulfills all human yearnings. God made us for this purpose. St. Augustine says, 
that our hearts are restless until they rest in Thee. That's what this is all about. That's what this feast day, this conclusion of the earthly ministry of Jesus is all about. We gather here for confirmation. Um, And it's to receive, to be renewed in, to be strengthened in the power which God gives to bring this kingdom now. That we're inheritors and we're those who hope for what it is that God is bringing and doing. We're here to embrace that. And not only those being confirmed and received, but all who've come here on this Ascension Night. And my prayer, like Paul's prayer for you at Ascension Church, is that you'll have the eyes of your hearts enlightened so that you'll know the hope and you'll have the inheritance and you'll receive the power. Never forget or cease to proclaim who Jesus is. Never forget or cease to understand that the real royal wedding is Jesus' incarnation, where God himself becomes man and our humanity is transformed and our possibility opened up to be participants and members in this kingdom. It's the future, it's the past, it's the present, all bound up, all transformed, and all renewed. Never forget it. Always celebrate it. Proclaim it everywhere you go. And remember that in the 40 days of his Easter, what he spoke to his apostles about was the kingdom. Amen.